With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-S-N-Y. What up? Welcome back. How we doing? Episode 62 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, with Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Monday night. Day after the Giants dropped their third straight game and suffered their 10th loss on the year. This time at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 27-13. to Not a great game. Not an ideal performance from the New York football Giants. And that's been the case in each of the last three weeks. Giants controlled their own destiny after that big Week 13 win over Seattle. Uh, They had control over their own destiny in in regard to the NFC East title race. And they responded by going, uh, by losing three straight. So that's not not ideal, to say the least. Not exactly a... uh, You know, what you want to see out of this team, especially coming off such a big win out in Seattle when they were not projected to win whatsoever. They were not favored. They were not expected to emerge victorious. They somehow did, even without Daniel Jones. Um, You thought, you know, at least I did. I got the sense that maybe this team could win out, and that has not been the case at all. Three straight losses. Uh, And this one was, you could argue, was the worst. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the worst. Arizona was bad. Um, the defense did what it could. The defense did what it could. The offense did not show up. Daniel Jones shouldn't have played in that game. He was seemingly uncomfortable due to the pain. He was eliminated. Couldn't escape the pocket. But this one was just bad. This one was nothing seemed to go right for the Giants. I mean, there were a few instances you could say Jones didn't have that bad of a game. Didn't turn the ball over. The Giants forced that goal line stand late in the game. They recovered the fumble. Um... And, but overall, just not a lot went right for this team at all. It seemed to be the Ravens game all throughout. There was never really a sense that, all oh, the Giants could come back, all oh, the Giants out. There was no momentum change. From kickoff to the final whistle, the momentum was with the Ravens. It wasn't that much of a blowout. 27 to 13, yeah, it's a two possession game, but it's not exactly like the Giants lost by 30 to 40 points. Wasn't really like it was a blowout, but you could tell early on this was going to be a game that the Ravens were prepared for and the Giants weren't. Simple as that. And we've seen many games like that. We saw many games like that in the Eli, Tom Coughlin era, and then with McAdoo and Shermer, we certainly saw it. This was one of those games. And I'll start with the defensive side of the ball. Ravens didn't exactly torch the Giants through the air. I mean, Lamar Jackson only had, what, 183 yards through the air? Uh, But they didn't need to. Ravens did not need to beat the Giants through the air. They did not need to consistently rack up yardage through the air. 
Because this Giants defense, as strong as it's been much, much of the year, this Giants defensive unit was not ready for the ground game whatsoever. Lamar Jackson, 13 carries, 80 yards. Gus Edwards, 15 carries, 85 yards. J.K. Dobbins, 11 carries, 77 yards. Three guys, at least 75 yards each. That was the killer. And with this run game success for Baltimore, the Ravens were able to construct long drives and tire this Giants defense out. What do I say should be the Giants offensive game plan each and every week? What do I tell you guys each and every game preview podcast episode that we come out with? Giants got to run the football, execute long drives, and tire the opposing defense out. Winning the time of possession battle is so important in today's NFL. And the Ravens did just that. And that's why they ended up being successful in this game. And that's why they ended up winning the game. That's it. They ran the ball. They tired this defense out. They knew this Giants defense was strong. They knew they had to do just enough against this Giants defense to the point where the Giants offense couldn't catch up because when have they ever been able to catch up with any other offense this year? And they won the game. Won the time of possession battle 35-25. to They only punted twice. And as I said, they did just enough against this Giants defense to the point where it was impossible for the Giants offense to catch up. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, the Ravens were successful on the offensive side of the ball, but the Giants defense didn't step up either. There was no pass rush, which has basically been the case as of late. They only notched, what, one sack against Arizona and Cleveland. And in the Cleveland game, that set, I believe it was Dexter Lawrence that sacked Baker Mayfield. That was their only hit on Mayfield the entire game. Uh, they failed to consistently get in Lamar's face. They couldn't really execute a quarterback spy look correctly or else he wouldn't have ran for 80 yards. And the, the, this, you know, the, the secondary was all right. I mean, Lamar only put up 183 yards. The numbers don't lie. But the Giants just, just could not contain the Ravens' strengths. You could say, oh, the secondary was good, and it was. But the Ravens' strength isn't throwing the ball. They entered this game the second-worst passing team in the league. The Jets are the only team that's worse in those regards, in that statistical category. Giants needed to contain Lamar Jackson when he scrambled. They needed to contain the run game with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And they needed to get in Lamar's face when he dropped back to pass. They did none of those things. And that's why they they weren't able to keep up with the Ravens offense. And that's why the Ravens were able to win the game. Offensively, let's move on to the offense before I keep ranting about the defense all night long. I'd say Jones wasn't so bad. 24-41, 252 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Um, you know, this was not Jones's worst game. I thought coming off of the injury, coming off of a skid where he did not play two out of three games, he was not bad. You know, he wasn't, I mean, 24-41 isn't exactly the greatest completion rate. Uh, but you know, didn't turn the ball over, didn't make too many mistakes. I thought he was okay. Receivers weren't awful either. Sterling Shepard had a good game, nine receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown. Evan Engram, pro bowler, I might add, pro bowler, seven receptions, 65 yards. So, you know, Jones and his receivers weren't as bad as they've been uh, much of this year. However, you cannot operate 
as an offensive unit without a strong offensive line. And a strong Giants offensive line was not present on Sunday. Because Jones was sacked six times. Six. Seemed like when he turned seemed like when Jones turned around off the play action, there would always be a guy in his face. I mean, he he was sacked on three straight plays in the fourth quarter. I've never seen that before. Back to back to back plays, Jones dropped back to pass, he was sacked. I don't think Matt Parrott, the rookie tackle who come in, who would come in periodically for Cam Fleming at right tackle, uh, had a great game. I mean, each of those three sacks are on consecutive plays came from his side, and at least you know two of them were his fault. So I thought the unit as a whole took a step back. Um, you know, it, the run game wasn't exactly efficient. Gallman only rushed for 27 yards and six carries, so they took a step back, and those the run game as a whole took a step back in those regards as well. But to be honest, they couldn't really utilize it all too much, the run game, because at, at the snap of a finger, they were down 14 nothing, and that's of course that's the defense's fault, but that's also the offense's fault because they can't get anything going either. You know, it was it was, you know, I, overall as I said before, Jones had a good game. You know, the receivers weren't so bad. This offensive line was not great at all, and it cost the Giants big time. Giants could not get much going all game. I mean, they haven't really been able to get much going on off on the offensive side of the ball much of this year. But this offensive line was a weak point in this game. Definitely a weak aspect for the Giants in this loss. And it was just a putrid game, really. I mean, as I said, wasn't much of a blowout. It was only a 14-point game. You know, it could have been worse. could have been a 30-40 point game for all we know. Um, but from the beginning of the game to even when the Giants made the goal line stand and forced a fumble, you never thought this was the Giants game. It just looked like the Ravens were so prepared and the Giants weren't. And we've seen games like this for years. You know, not every week, but you'll see, you know, once twice, couple times, more than a couple times every year. In the 49er game earlier this year, that's, you know, something that, that comes to mind. 49ers were prepared with backups across the board, and the Giants weren't. So not a great game, not a, an awful start to begin with. It was 14-0 at the snap of a finger. Um, you know, I was literally, I, I, by, I, by the way, I like sliced my finger open too, like five minutes before kick, kickoff. I'm running to, you know, I... I, I Try to set up my, you know, I have my setup in front of the TV. I'm going walking down the stairs, and I like completely slice my finger open on the railing. Yeah, not like five minutes before kickoff. Not great. I worked through the pain. Uh, got my, you know, did everything I could. But like, it was just like not a great day. <laughs> not a great game. Not a great day for Giants fans, Giants writers, podcasters, report. You know, anyone associated with the Giants organization. Not great. You know, so now Giants are five and ten. Uh, Cowboys up next in the regular season finale, week seventeen. Uh, and luckily, after this Giants loss, they got the help they needed. Okay, Giants lost in the one o'clock window, and then if Washington beat Carolina or if Philly beat Dallas in the four o'clock window. The Giants would then be eliminated from the NFC East title race and playoff contention, and be eliminated from playoff contention. Luckily, neither of those outcomes occurred. Carolina beat Washington, 
Dallas beat Philly. And so now if the Giants beat Dallas next Sunday afternoon, and then Philly beats Washington on Sunday Night Football, Giants all of a sudden win the division. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? At 6-10, and 10, all of a sudden Giants, who just lost three straight, haven't won in nearly a month, come back and win the division. Giants would then finish with the same record as both Washington and Dallas, but own the necessary tiebreakers. And the Giants would be playing football in the postseason. They would be the number four seed in the NFC playoffs. They would probably play likely Tampa Bay, who they lost to in a close game back in week eight. Um, and they would be at home, too. They would be home at MetLife Stadium, given they'd be a division winner and not a wild card team. They would be at home against Tampa Bay. I still got to see. I believe it would be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the five seed now at ten and five. The Rams are the six seed at nine and six. I don't know who would own the tiebreaker if both were to finish uh, ten and six. I don't know if they played each other. I'd have to look that up. But I mean, you know, Giants got to make the playoffs first. That's the you know we'll worry about who they play later later on. Just make the playoffs first. Just beat Dallas first. Just beat the Cowboys first at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time next Sunday, January 3rd at at MetLife Stadium. Then we'll worry about Washington and Philly. And then we'll worry about, you know, if that works out in the Giants' favor, then we'll worry about who they play. Um, But, all in all, they got to beat Dallas first and foremost. And we'll talk about that later on in the week. But thank you so much for tuning in to episode 62 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network, follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, wherever. Wide Right, uh, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here. Thanks.